0: This is Man Afraid of Everything. I'm 34 years old, and I'm afraid of everything. I'm afraid of screwing up, I'm afraid of making the wrong decision, and I'm afraid of buying something from Craigslist. Each episode comes in two parts. In the first part, I worry about everything that could go wrong. In the second part, I tell you about everything that happened when I did the thing I was afraid of. I'd like to take a moment to thank another listener for sending an idea through getafraid.com. Emma suggested I do an episode about going to a petting zoo. <sighs> petting zoos. I'll talk about petting zoos in a bit. But first, Craigslist, the site that helped kill print newspapers and actual people. According to Advanced Interactive Media Group, there have been 86 killings in some way linked to Craigslist since 2007. Craigslist is actually something you should be afraid of and use with caution. It has everything, personals, housing, jobs, and muffin tins for sale, and it's free. Free to list something and free to view listings. I found a job on Craigslist once, but I've never bought anything on Craigslist. It's not that I don't like Craigslist because of all the scammers, tricksters, and fakes. I don't like Craigslist because you have to meet people in person, and I'm afraid of talking to people. I also hate getting cash, because my ATM card only works at select locations and I won't pay the $3 service charge to withdraw somewhere else. The last time that happened, it was $3.50. I yelled, "F you to the ATM and drove off. I don't care if it was on camera, that's ridiculous. Buying on Craigslist is the ultimate combination of everything I'm afraid of. I can't make decisions, so the low-quality pictures, the unreliable descriptions, the questionable contact info, and the sheer volume of listings makes my head spin. Is this real? Should I set up a burner email? Should I give them my phone number? I won't be able to decide on an item, and if I do, that means I have to go meet someone I don't know, bring a wad of cash. And trust that this person I don't know has the item and not a baseball bat covered in nails. Also, you can't even get a receipt. What's considered a neutral location? If we meet at Starbucks, should I order coffee? What kind of coffee? What size? I can't drink coffee. I get migraines. I'll order a tea. What kind of tea? What size? Then, if I buy the thing and the item is damaged in any way, I'll regret having bought it off of Craigslist. I should have paid more and bought it new. I am also not a good haggler. If someone says it's $20, it's going to be $20. I might even pay them $25. I'm not a good negotiator. If there's a building of hostages and someone sends me to negotiate, everyone is dead. You want a helicopter? Okay, I will find you a helicopter. So, I don't know a lot of people and it's really hard to get a helicopter. How about a Target gift card? Is that okay? I'm sorry I'm mumbling. I've never bought drugs, but I think buying on Craigslist is similar to that. You show up. You're nervous. They're nervous. You don't know the value of the product. Everyone is acting in good faith. Keep in mind you're trusting a drug dealer. You make the switch. Cash for goods. No checks. No credit cards. I'm sure I'll be fine buying something from Craigslist as long as I don't accidentally show up for a casual encounter. I don't know how to act casual. So I can't have one. Petting zoos. I've never
1: liked petting zoos. They're called petting zoos, but it's just petting goats. Every once in a while, you'll see a confused duck being chased around, so I guess you could call it a chasing ducks and goats pooping zoo. And there's always that one poor goat being hugged to death by some kids, and the germs. How do I get in without touching the gate? How do I get out without touching the gate? Would I like to feed the goats? No, they might lick my hand. I didn't like petting zoos before there was hand sanitizer. And I don't like them after there's hand sanitizer. Every time I use hand sanitizer, I can't wait to wash it off of my hand.
0: I bought something from Craigslist, but instead of being worried about meeting someone alone, I was worried about trying to record an interview with them. I set a $40 cap and browsed every category for sale, end tables, a recliner, a bucket of hammers, and then I found it, a framed picture of men's vintage hats for $25. I texted my girlfriend, I think this is it. She replied, OMG, this is definitely it. The picture itself was a grid of 16 different hat drawings, ranging from top hats to straw pork pie hats. In between the rows was a quote from the 1700s. Pleasure and recreation of one kind or other are absolutely necessary to relieve our minds and bodies from too constant attention and labor recreation after business is allowable but he that follows his pleasure instead of his business shall in a little time have no business to follow the picture said it's a quote from 1736 but i was only able to trace it back to a book from 1775 with the longest title in the world the title moral instructions of a father to his son comprehending the whole System of Morality, to which is added the sentiments of princes and eminent men concerning religion and a future state, some of the most admired pieces from Milton, Thompson, and other authors, and select fables on the most important occasions in life, extracted from Dodsley and others adorned with emblematic cuts. Anyway... I love old-timey hats, but my head is too small to wear most of them. Every time I see a picture from the early 1900s, I'm jealous of all the hat options. You can't get away with very many hat styles today, but when you look back at old black and white pictures, everyone had hats. The picture was perfect, but then I started thinking, it's kind of small. I did a reverse image search and found the same picture of hats on someone's Facebook profile. I asked where they saw it. It was in a pub called Hares and Hounds in Manchester, England. I tried to track down the artist. No luck. I sent an email to the seller asking about the size. It was only 9.5 inches by 6.5 inches. I could get the full 16.5 inch by 19 inch print on Etsy for only $28 but it costs $16 to ship from London, and then you don't even get a frame. I told my girlfriend, you know, when you look at it, there's duplicates. The hats. Repeat. If there's 16 hats on there, they're probably pretty small. I took out a towel and measured 16 and inches by 19 inches. It was a pretty big size. I finally realized nobody needs a picture of hats that is that big. I contacted the seller Wednesday night, and we arranged to pick up at their place Thursday. I also mentioned I was producing a radio story and asked if we could talk about Craigslist and the picture of hats. Would that be okay? It would be okay. I was going to do my first radio interview. I posted on a Facebook group asking for tips. I printed off a talent release form and started researching. I found a guide for field reporting. Ira Glass said to hold the mic four inches under their chin, but this other guy said to hold the mic off to the side. Which one should I do? I didn't even have a microphone. I was going to use my phone. Thursday evening, I flew down one-lane roads while generally freaking out because I was going to be five minutes late and all the tutorials said to arrive fifteen minutes early. While I was driving, I recited and memorized my questions. What's the story behind the picture? How'd you end up with a framed picture of hats? do you know who made it? I called my girlfriend and gave her the address. If she didn't hear from me by 7.30, call the cops. Most people exchange goods at a Starbucks, and they bring a friend. I was going alone, and there was a private gate. I didn't even know the seller's name. I know you're supposed to bring someone with you, but I was buying a picture of old-timey hats. If that's how I was going to go, at least it would be a fashionable story. I told my girlfriend, maybe I should park my car outside the gate, because once I'm inside, I'll be trapped, and I won't be able to get out if things go bad. If I park outside, I can still jump the fence. I found the place, and the seller opened the private gate. I exchanged cash for the picture, and that was that. The seller declined recording an interview, which was okay with me, because I didn't want to do it either. It was then that I realized I didn't do a very good job explaining I wanted to record an interview, as opposed to just doing an interview and writing notes. Maybe next time. The seller did answer my questions via email, though. The picture had been part of a room decorated with antiques and men's hats, but downsizing meant some of the treasures had to go. The seller's positive experiences on Craigslist far outweighed the negatives. Yes, there had been some no-shows, and people who showed up with no cash, and a lot of scammer emails, but those were easy to identify. And yes, the site has received bad press, so everyone should be very cautious, but it helps to meet at a mutual location like Walgreens or McDonald's. I may have been more worried about doing a radio interview than I was about buying from Craigslist but the process connected me with a person who was selling their picture of old-timey hats. And thanks to Craigslist, it is now my picture of old-timey hats. And I couldn't be happier. Thanks for listening to episode 8. There may not be another one. Man Afraid of Everything is me, Jed. You can find more episodes at GetAfraid.com. Music by FF Lowbeats. Special thanks to all who previewed and gave me feedback. So what should I do next? Visit getafraid.com and let me know, and maybe I'll do it.